afternoon, good evening. My name is Marty Plum, and I am your host of a pen and a napkin podcast, a weekly coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome to Foundation Friday number 111. And this one is going out a little bit later than the normal Fridays because I'm actually recording this on a Friday morning. I recorded the original Foundation Friday on Thursday night. And I, you know, the more I thought about it, the more it came out, the more I just didn't like the topic and the way that I covered it. And I'm not going to put something out there that I don't feel comfortable with. So today I wanted to re-record something on a completely different topic. And I started looking at some things and, you know, this time period, uh, May, uh, things are, it's a little bit of a lull. We're busy getting camps organized and things like that, but it's also a great time to start thinking about your team for next year and just little, or I don't want to say little, cause there's no such thing as little things, but details to help prepare yourself for next December, January, and February. And one of those things that you can do during this time period is start thinking about your special situations going into next season. And one of the things that I have done in the past is, especially when I felt like we were going to have a pretty good team and we were probably going to be in quite a few close games, is I developed, and I forget where I got this from, I, I, I'll be the first one to admit I poached this from somebody else, but I developed a, a chart, a, a two-page chart of just special situations and what we're going to do. And I really, really broke it down into a really detailed thing. And this doesn't mean that I'm going to follow this chart step by step every single time. When we're, when we're, down, uh, we're down three in the fourth quarter at the end of the quarter, that uh, we're going to run Chicago every single time. That doesn't necessarily mean that. But it makes me think. It makes me have something in the back of my head so that I'm not completely caught off guard. I think that the more film and prep that you do in the summertime, now that doesn't mean that you're in front of the TV 8, 10 hours a day or in front of the TV. We don't sit in front of the TVs anymore. We sit in front of the computer screen. But it, that doesn't mean that you're doing that day in and day out for six, eight, ten hours a day. But take a half hour, 45 minutes every day to develop something and to think about things that is going to make your team better for next season while you have this downtime. That doesn't, you know, that doesn't mean that you're, you still have 23, 23 hours left in the day to do all the other things that you would like to do. And that doesn't mean you get to do it every day. But this is a great opportunity to start thinking about those things. So what I did with this chart, and if you're interested in this chart, just email me, send me an email, a pen and a napkin at gmail.com, is I broke this down into uh, a bunch of different sections, and I narrowed it down. And again, I think the key thing, you can go on and on and on forever with these type of situations, but I think it's important to limit yourself to a page or two pages because you then will get paralysis by analysis as a coach. And when you get into that timeout with 30 seconds left to go in the fourth quarter and we're down one, what are we running? You can have too much. There's such a thing, in my opinion, in my opinion, there's such a thing as too much information. So uh, five major areas that I have to start out with is end of quarter. 
okay, so it's our ball at the end of quarter. What are we going to run in the first, second, and third quarter? That's that's all one area. And then in each one of these, what are we going to run versus man? And then what are we going to run versus zone? Okay, so uh, we have a, a set that we're going to run at the end of each one of the you know first, second, and third quarters. At the fourth quarter, uh, then I've got three different scenarios. Fourth quarter, tied. Fourth quarter, down one or two. Fourth quarter, down three. And what are we going to run in those different scenarios? Uh, obviously, a, a lot of the, you know, the, the tied or down one or two, probably going to be a lot of the same. Obviously, if you need a three-point shot, you're probably going to need a completely different set. And so uh, end of quarters, what are we going to run there? And, I, and we do our best to kind of think that out even before we get to that point. The second area that I had uh, that I've broken down is full court situation. So we're taking the ball out from underneath our basket and we're going full court. And we actually do this. And this is something that we do uh, if we're playing on Thursday against Arlington. Wednesday, the very last thing we do at the end of practice is we go through our 12-second scenario, our 8-second scenario, our 4-second scenario, going full court so that our kids know this is what we're doing at the end of quarters, end of halves, end of games in every one of these scenarios. So in this, it's kind of the same thing. 10 to 16 seconds, what are we running versus a man? What are we running versus a zone? 5 to 9 seconds and 1 to 4 seconds left. What are we going to run in those scenarios? Uh same thing with sideline out-of-bounds plays. 10, 10 to 16 seconds left, and we're going against man. What are we running? Five to nine seconds, what are we running? One to four seconds, what are we running against man and zone? Uh, baseline out-of-bounds plays, same thing. 10 to 16, five to nine, one to four. Uh, now, we do that a little bit differently with the, with the blobs and the, and the slobs, we have two different things for the blobs. If we're tied or if we're down one or two, here's the things that we're going to run here. If we're down three, what are we running with 10, 16, uh, I'm sorry, 10, five, or one second left to go, or those three different categories that we have right there. So those are some of the things that, that, that we've narrowed down and we've put together here. And again, it's not set in stone. It's not exactly what we're going to do, but at least it's a point of reference so that we've thought about it as a, as coaches so that we're not just scrambling and trying to make up our mind when we get into that situation. We, for example, this last year, we were playing a game. We had a baseline out of bounds play. We had, I believe, like 14 seconds left to go. Well, do we need a three? Do we need a two? What do we do here? I We decided to go with the quick two. We ran a little screen-the-screener action, and as fate turned out, our girl went back there, uh, got the screen-the-screener action, got fouled, get hit, hit the hit the shot, and we got an and one, and we ended up tying it anyway. I, I felt like in that situation, okay, we run our play. It had been successful earlier in the game. If we run that with uh, maybe there was more than 14 seconds left. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm going by memory here. There was probably about 30 seconds left. So I felt like there was going to be two or three more possessions, and I felt like it would be, would be better for us to try and get a layup, get a score, make it a, a one-point game, and then throw on our pressure and try to make something there and make it an extended possession there, whereas trying to hit a three to tie it in that scenario. And that was our team in that situation on that particular day. But we had thought about it before. We had thought about it well before the game, what we were going to run in that situation. Um, 
Another thing that we have on this sheet, on this chart, is our press breaks. What are we going to run versus a man press break, and, and who are we going to have where? Who? Uh, what are we going to do against zone, against a zone press break, especially a trapping zone, uh, something where they're going to trap us right away. So as you're going through this with your team, what are some special situation reminders that you need to go over with your team? And these are things that you need to constantly emphasize to your teams. Uh, one of the things that we talk about is we do not want to call timeouts to save possessions until the last two minutes of the game. We tell our players that long before we get into a situation where we need to do that. If we're going to call timeout to save a possession, it's going to be me calling it. Players don't call it, only I call it. And that's me reading the game situation and scenario. So let's say it's the middle of the third quarter. We were up 12. Now we're only up seven. They've just hit a three. You can feel a little momentum. And there's a scramble on the floor. There's a loose ball. And we've got a chance to save possession. Then I'm going to burn that timeout. But I don't want our players on a scramble two minutes into the first quarter to burn a timeout to save a possession. To me, the timeout is more important. So we're going to talk about that. Never save a ball underneath the opponent's basket. We never want to do that. Uh, under our basket, obviously, yes, we want to save that. But we'd rather eat that ball going out of bounds instead of throwing it somebody right underneath the basket and they get an easy layup. That's a huge momentum play. Uh, we want to, especially late in the game, when if let's say we're down four, maybe we're up even, and we're shooting free throws. Uh, we want to have a sub-ready on the second free throw so that we can get set defensively one way or another, whether we're up or whether we're down. Let's say we're down four, we're shooting two with 28 seconds left. We make one. Uh, when, when the player gets it on the second one, we're going to sub somebody in at some spot so that after we make that second free throw, boom, now we bring in that sub. Now we can get our defense set. And you may say, yeah, you know, now the offense gets to get set. That's true. That's true. But that's the exchange I'm willing to take. That's the exchange I'm willing to take in that situation. That's that's me. And again, you may be different. Um, we also talk about if it's the last two, three minutes of the game, we're ahead. We know the team is going to press us. Make sure you go to the official and say, hey, be listening for a timeout here. Uh we're, if it gets if it starts to get to seven or eight on the ten second call here, or if we start to get to three to four on a five second call, I'm going to be calling timeout. So be listening for it. Let the officials know what you're thinking when it comes to those type of situations, so that you aren't scrambling. That maybe they don't hear you, but they've got that little thing in your head that they know what you're thinking. Another thing we talk about: if we're up more than four points with four or more points in the last five seconds of the game. Let them score. We don't care, especially if they're out of timeouts. Let them score. What we're going to do, even if, let's say they have a timeout, let's say they make a layup with three seconds left to go, and they call timeout. That's fine. We're still up too. What we're going to do is we're going to take the ball. We're going to throw it down to the other end. We're going we're gonna to hit the nail on the other end of the floor at the free throw line, and we're going to get a touch. And if you can get that touch, take the ball, rip it, bring it up, and chuck it from half court and make it, in three seconds or less, then we'll, we'll live with that. But that's a lot to happen in that situation. So we talk to our players about that. We, we, uh, we talk about the running timeouts with Don Meyer that he talks about. Any type of delay in the game, come over here. Hey, here's the board. Let's talk about this. Here's what we're going to do. After this free throw, we're going to be in black press. We score. We get a steal, score, get to the basket, either attack the basket or we're shooting three. Little quick things like that. Um, 
So anything that you can do to communicate those special situations, you need to do that. Uh, so many games, and, and it's not necessarily so many games are won and lost. Everybody points at the last 30 seconds or a minute of a game, but how do you handle special situations at the end of quarters, at the end of halves? Maybe it's out of timeouts. Uh, somebody calls timeout with four minutes left to go in the third quarter, and you come out and you do or don't execute on one side of the ball or the other, and you end up losing by two or three, or maybe it's a momentum shifter. So you talk to your teams consistently about those special situations. So this is part one of this podcast on special situations. Next week, we're going to talk about comeback games. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, delay of game offense. We're going to talk about free throw situations, that type of thing. If you're interested in this chart, like I said, feel free to email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com, and I will more than freely share that information with you. So coaches, as always, let's be sure to hone our craft one day 